commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the deep core to the Outer Rim Territories, I'm Grex Kondak, and this is Core World News. Firstly, our team at Core World News would like to wish you a happy and prosperous New Year. And here are your headlines for January 10th, 2019. Star Wars Resistance is renewed for a second season, while its mid-season trailer sparks intrigue for what's to come when the series continues on January 13th. Todd Fisher assures fans that Carrie Fisher's performance in Episode 9 will look, quote, like it was meant to be. Vader fan film makes waves on the holonet. The Age of Republic pushes into a new era with new heroes and villains. That and more during our Kyber Crystal Comics Corner segment. But first, over the holidays, the creator and showrunner of The Mandalorian, John Favreau, in the holiday spirit, gifted the world with an image of the deadly and fan-favorite bounty hunter IG-88, confirming IG-88 will indeed make an appearance on the show. Now for our Star Wars analysts, Ben, Grant, and Adam, to discuss. Nice. Thank you, Grex. That's that's a, uh, a nice little headline to, to get things going for 2019. You know, of all the of all the um, bounty hunters that were in that fateful uh, scene in Empire Strikes Back, IG-88, I think it's the least amount of love, maybe next to Forlong. What about Zuckus? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Zuckus is from those are the you're right. Those Forlong and Zuckus might be they, they're, my, they're D-level celebrities. Yeah, my reaction. And I love IG-88. And maybe I have this like special place in my heart. So I'm like, to me, it almost felt like, of course, you're going IG-88 because like. <laughs> to me, it's like, other than Boba, he's the most standout. But I think that just shows him and Bosk. But that just shows my like, whatever droid affinity. But I'm like, call me when it's Zuckus and Forlom, and then because <laughs> I want to know what you're doing with those two dudes. Yeah. Well, let's think about it from like a technical perspective for a second. That is the hardest yeah. one to make wow. it look good. Is yeah. IG88 right? Like, you can't put someone in an IG88 suit, and if you put someone in a Forlom suit, people would be like. That's a dude in a suit. <laughs> right. It would be. Yeah, it's going to have to be fully animatronic, right? Uh, it looks practical. I, what he shared. Really? I mean, well, the yeah, the image. Yeah. Um, maybe I didn't see the same image you guys did. I mean, it just looked like IG-88 to me. I just didn't think you could. Yeah, same here. I mean, maybe the uh, they might do a mocap thing like what they did with um, uh, L-337. Oh, right, right. Like someone's in the yeah. suit, and they, yeah, they kind of... just yeah. Then they put the robot over him. Yeah, like that whole chest and head rig is probably above the person, and like they're wearing it. Like I could see that working out. Yeah, they, they did the same thing with K two S O too. Right. And any uh, you guys any have any idea who would be cast as IG eighty eight? Oh yeah, the voice. <laughs> wow. They. I I hope he speaks in just like beeps and bloops. You know what I mean? I, I don't really. Yeah. It would be nice if yeah. he was a little different or more droid like. You know. I agree. I never really even thought about that, but just thinking about a voice coming out of that thing is like terrifying, but not in a good way. Like I, yeah. I agree. I'd rather have it be fully speaks in binary. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he looks. I mean, there he's from like a line of of droids that perf perform like menial duties, right? And uh, uh, I think right. Yeah, I, I've seen I think them. So. Like serving drinks and things that are like, but they're like the IG eighty six model or something, the IG eighty fives. Oh really? I thought he was an assassin droid from the get go, but maybe I'm wrong. 
I think he might have evolved into it. But again, I don't know that there's much um, many lines dedicated to IG-88 itself. Um, so uh, and but I mean, yeah. I, all right. So I feel like it's been in one of the um, comics I read in the past two weeks. One of them, I read the whole like uh, Princess Leia little mm, there. Yeah. And I think he was right. like there was a, a similar looking droid slinging drinks to her uh, somewhere. Um, That's but, an interesting point, though. Do we know this is IG-88? Could it not be IG-90 or IG, you know, whatever given number, you know, some I kind assume. of new model? Yeah, I'm kind of with you, right? I feel like every they've done it in the cartoons and the comics and stuff. And every time I go, oh, it's IG-88, it's like IG-84, IG-89. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can we just what? Why are we protecting IG-88 so much in the canon? Like, is he that important? Yeah. Is he? Oh, no, guys, he's Snoke. That we figured it out. <laughs> oh, that's right. You are salty. Height, the height. What? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm pretty sure they they said in fact it was IG88. Good. Yeah, because I mean they made a really big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wouldn't be like, and this is IG85. Yeah. <laughs> like so, um, the like just to alienate the like 14 people that knew who IG. Right. <laughs> I would love for his entrance to be similar to uh, Ultron's, one of Ultron's ent entrances in Age of Ultron, where there's you think it's IG-88, it's actually like an IG-85, and he just you see him, and then he's just cut down by something, and IG-88 <laughs> walks in and goes, no, I'm actually IG-88. <laughs> but in with, like, you know, better dialogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's um, funny. Do we think he'll last longer than one episode, or do you think it's taken out pretty quick, or what do you guys think? I don't know. You got ten million dollars an episode, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Spend that money somehow. Uh, that would be, that would be big for that show to have like a, a droid character. Like, imagine a live action show with a droid character that lasts for a long time. Like, that's yeah. huge. That really shows you are premier television. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it also wrangles in all of those uh, generation of uh, of bounty hunters. So yeah. I mean, we could get Zuckus and Forlom at some point, right? Like, yes. we don't know how long their lives are. We know, um, I think Trandoshans live quite a while. At least mm -hmm. they do, according to Star Wars Battlefront 2, they have him sort of available in every, as a, you know, as a local in every um, era. Um, so I don't know. It could be, yeah. I mean, we could get some Bosk at some point, but maybe just like IG-88, just like, oh yeah, we're going there. And um, we'll see how it goes. It'd be yeah. fun to keep keep him around because it's, it, it's such high stakes to have something that's like non-sentient chasing you or hunting you. You know what I mean? Like IG-88 yeah. coming after you is terrifying in comparison yeah. to, to Bosk, in my yeah. opinion. Well, yeah. No, I agree. Especially faceless kind of right? dark yeah, scary yeah. vibe to that. And yeah. they could kind of play with the unkillable aspect of it that he downloaded his consciousness or they took his core. Like if he gets destroyed halfway through season one, oh, yeah. he shows up yeah. at the very end in another body. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. That's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah. Or, yeah. Cool. Basically, I just want to remake Age of Ultron, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, that movie should be remade. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> um, age down uh, Hank Pym and do it all over. Um, yes. <laughs> let's jump, jump into Star Wars Resistance. Yes. Sure. Okay. Yes. And now for Resistance Recap. Nice. Uh, resistance recap, soldiers on. Yeah. That's good to know. We'll be talking about this for at least uh, another year, right? Season two is coming. And they timed this so perfectly because I don't know if you guys saw the mid-season trailer for what's to come, but um, it, it, it seems like it's heading right to the events that take place in episode seven. And then by the time the next season starts, 
I think will be very close to nine, you know, nine being out in theaters and things like that. And so they'll have open range right after that. And they've, they've just timed it perfectly. I feel like in terms of yeah. not, you know, not, uh, 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 causing any discrepancies in the story and things like that. So. Oh really yes. Cool. So if that, I mean, if they actually meet up, um, in time, like in like real time at the time that episode nine is revealed, episode nine happens. We think it's, I mean, we think it's a year or we've heard rumors that it's right. a year, a year later. They do, they're going to do a little time jump there. But mm-hmm. uh, if they do meet, match up, then like we still will have something from that, that like tethers us to the, that era going forward a little bit. So it'll like, it'll like the, you know, the, the Skywalker nine episodes will still be sort of, surging forth in time beyond episode nine a little bit based on what this um this cartoon does so i mean that's that's kind of interesting that's pretty cool Um, yeah the major hurdle seemed to be that you know they're gonna encroach upon the events that happen in episode seven and then we know episode eight happens just after episode seven it's almost just one compound story that occurs and then you have to figure out how to get into get into that you know that area of the story and then tell some more resistance stories than that and then not you know go beyond eight because nine is going to explore all that territory but then if nine is on the verge of coming out i'm pretty sure you can start telling stories after eight and things like that so yeah it's really interesting how they did it and they already are starting to play around a little bit with the events post episode eight in some of the other media not a ton but like um, you know, in the comics, um, the Poe Dameron was mm-hmm. taking place a little bit after it. And then in this new book that we'll talk about a little later in our new segment, um, it was uh, it, it shows a little bit. So it's one of those things where they at least told the people writing uh, the EU stuff that you can play around a little bit like it's not going to be a direct sequel. Right. So so maybe they're doing the same thing with Resistance saying, mm-hmm. well, but by there, I know. But by then, I mean. They'll have a good idea. But by the time they even start really, really working on it, I'm sure they're mm-hmm. told what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So never mind. Yeah. But that, but the, the, the mid-season trailer was epic. I, yeah. I hope you guys get a chance to see that. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I'll check that out. You yeah. get Hux, too, where actually teased. Of Hux's oh. speech in The for, Force Awakens is teased in the mid-season that's, that's, trailer. So oh. that's, what, that's what makes me say that, you know, they're going to go into Force Awakens territory now. And... Uh, with the last Jedi occurring just after the Force Awakens, it's going to be difficult to navigate that without getting, you know, ahead of themselves. Um, cool. So uh, we love the Resistance. Yes, More of it yes, to come. Yeah, can't uh, wait. Great. And now for our story about Todd Fisher and his assurance that Carrie's performance in Episode Nine will be as it was meant to be. All right. So this is a really cool tidbit that came out. Uh, I think two weeks ago and it was Todd Fisher just commenting on Leia's role in episode nine and I'll read the full comment and then we can, we can kind of discuss it. Uh, he explains that um, it, we, we already know that their Lucasfilm was planning to use archived footage of Carrie Fisher to, to recreate her, uh, her image in episode nine and uh, tell her story. And uh, Todd Fisher had a little input on that. And uh, here's what he had to say. There's a lot of minutes of footage. I don't mean just outtakes. This is unused new content that could be woven into the storyline. That's what's going to give everybody such a kick. It's going to look like it was meant to be, like it was shot yesterday. We're not allowed to talk about the details of anything, but we're thrilled at what's been done. Wow, that's really awesome. Yeah. So uh, 
And so and, and some people are speculating that this could mean that the ninth film will indeed be a Leia centric film, just as The Force Awakens was dedicated to Han and The Last Jedi was very Luke centric. And now this one could have enough footage uh, that, that the Leia character could be featured in a big way and not just, you know, some cameo. Yeah, I think JJ said that like it was supposed to be very Leia centric. And that was always the plan, I thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be like Han first, Luke second, and Leia for the third one. Yeah, uh, that's right. But, um, yeah, I mean, the fact that they have, I mean, House, I mean, it's very serendipitous, but it's also a little spooky, right? That they have yeah. this and that, like, we're going to be seeing this, you know, posthumous um, uh, acting. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I hope it's great. I hope it works. I hope it's not shoehorned too much in and dictates too much of the of the plot um but i mean interesting yeah. no, i still think yeah sorry i still think we're gonna get not that much i you know because as much as they had stuff filmed like you were saying ben like you don't want it shoehorned no one wants it shoehorned and how do you like i, I don't know and and to be honest and this is just my own personal thoughts i don't know if i'm ready to see carrie fisher in a prominent role in a star wars movie like, like, right. did you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, and this just is me perhaps, but I feel like it's great if she comes in and she has like a small role and it's a nice little like farewell and I'll cry and it'll be like the most emotional part of like any Star Wars film for me. But if she's on screen for more than like five minutes, I feel like my brain, and again, it's just me, it's just going to be like, oh, I can't believe she's dead. You know what I mean? Like, it's just right. going to really bum me out more than anything if she's there for yeah. a long period of time. And again, could just be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I also, but I mean, the, right, I think the whole, with episode seven, it was like, there was a ton of rewriting, right, and reshooting on the set, and they, what, mm -hmm. shut down for like six weeks after the Falcon nearly killed Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison yeah Ford. that's right. So I think, and they did, they took that time to kind of rework and reshoot stuff, so there there could be, like you said, a ton of stuff that's been, that was shot with, with Fisher. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. There are shots on the trailer for The Force Awakens that feature mm. Carrie Fisher that I don't think were used in the film as well. So there, there's just lots from Seven. Um, what? Yeah, it was a major scene that I think mm. got rearranged uh, in post. So uh, it's well, no that's... longer in the film. But but nonetheless, there's all that footage from that event, I imagine. Well, that's 100% going to be in there now, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like it has to be. Because that's where's Luke's green lightsaber right there. Ah, there you go. You could just change the lightsaber out. Not bad. Yeah, you can totally digitally replace that, right? Array needs a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, that's cool. We don't really talk about Maz either, but I feel like JJ's going to bring her back in a big way, where she's not just kind of appears on a on a holodeck. It's kind of yeah. She is uh, in this book that we'll be talking about a little later. Oh, cool, this, cool, cool. Yeah, I was. It got a little more about his her background, which is super interesting. Great. Um, so we'll go into the, the next topic. Shards of the Past, the Vader fan film makes waves on the holiday. Did you guys get a chance to see yep. that film? Nope. Okay. Uh, All right. No idea what this is, but tell us. Yeah. And, or, uh, there's right? like a, a short little fan film that came out. It's called Shards of the Past, featured Vader. I think the, uh, the, the creator uh, is from, I don't know if it's a website or YouTube channel, Star Wars Theory, but he spent around like 100000 dollars to make this Whoa. short little film and it's got vader in it it's got palpatine in it, it's got padme in it um yeah it just really ex explores the internal struggle that vader's going through post uh, revenge of the sith uh there's a kind of confrontation with the 
Palpatine. There's visions of Padme. There's uh, there's a lot of beautiful imagery and there's high production value all around. But uh, the dialogue doesn't really cut it. There, I mean, there are problems. There are huge problems. Obviously, it's it's a fan film and it's you know it's not it's there's there's no stress to to to, to do this 100. So it's the dialogue's not not totally there. But but some of the imagery I can really. Uh, 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 applaud. I think he really he crushed it with there's especially a moment where Darth Vader's in the kind of back to tank, not the back to tank, but he's he's without armor and in a on a in a breathing machine, and there's there's just some great imagery there. But uh, yeah, so so I mean he didn't do it for nothing. There's some great stuff he was able to accomplish with that, um, but the whole team was able to accomplish. So pretty cool. Awesome. You ready for uh, salty Adam? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so great so when you're like, oh, the dialogue's not really there, but the imagery's beautiful. I'm like, sounds like a Star Wars movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, I'm just yeah. The dialogue's heavy-handed in Star Wars, yeah. and uh, I think they, they really fell into that trap with this mm-hmm. with the short film, as, as someone could easily do. But uh, It's, it's but, tough, uh, right? Like, Lucas yeah. could do that. Like, Lucas could write those heavy-handed things and kind of yeah. get away with it, but I don't know. It's, it's Lucas. It's not, you know... He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I agree. And that's why in the new films, there's like next to none of that kind of magical exposition, you know, that, that I've been craving for that mm-hmm. the short film doesn't really get right. But it's it's there's something to that. I think there's something to the heavy handed kind of mystical advisory that some characters are giving to other characters that I think is essential to Star Wars. And I feel like I feel like uh, they'll be in the it'll be in the future films. There'll be dialogue like that. But um, anyways, the short film's just uh, people. People are really liking it. There, there. People are discussing whether there should be a Vader standalone. Uh, I don't think there should be a Vader standalone. I think we've had so much Vader that I, I almost feel like the character needs to be shelved just for a couple of years, or until Disney finds this new footing with the new trilogy or uh, the Benioff and Weiss uh, series. But um, what do you guys think? A Vader standalone? Is that is that a possibility for you guys? Um, I'm right with I'm right there with you, Grant. I'm I I like him used sparingly. I think the way they used him in uh, Rogue One was amazing, uh-huh. um, and I like how they use him in uh, the Doctor Afra novel uh, uh, comics quite a bit. But and and actually the standalone Vader comics work. But I don't know if I could deal with two hours. He he just needs to be a bad guy or someone kind of haunting the background. I think yeah. more than just here he is for two hours. What do you think, Ben? I agree with you. Um, I mean, I, I think it was it was either JJ or Pablo Hidalgo that went on that that answered like because this comes up a lot. People are like, I want a Vader standalone, especially after that Rogue One third act. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and Hidalgo, I, I'm pretty sure it was him said, um, well, there was that's episode one through six for all Vader standalones. <laughs> right. Um, right. And right. so, and, you know, and, I mean, I tend to agree with it. That's all the exposition you really need to do on that character. And I, I you know, I agree with Adam. It's just like he's just a guy that comes in and you know what he's going to do. And like so you can sort of just spend the time watching him do awesome stuff and not have to sort of get bogged down and like more exposition of this character. Um, I mean, that said, we've seen two amazing comics featuring Darth Vader now. Yes. Uh, I really hope that that was going to be some live action stuff. I, I wanted this sort of like immediately post return of the Sith live action Vader, but um, they decided to do it in comic form twice. Um, so, all right. Um, yeah. So that's what we got. You know, I, I, I get why yeah. people want it. I mean, he's, he's an amazing character, one of the greatest ever. And um, you know, him just doing like badass stuff, you know, cutting down rebels is amazing. And hunting Jedi is always great. Um, 
but yeah, I just don't, I don't think we're going to have it. I think it's going to be fanfic and that's going to be, that's going to be it. But, you know, hopefully we'll get some, some nuggets in there, you know, you know, if, if if we just see him in the background of the Mandalore, oh no, he's not alive then. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he'll pop up in something, or we see him in the background of the you know Diego Luna um, thing or something. Right, right, right. I mean, he actually could be well. in that, right? Like not mm-hmm. a main character, but sort of like what he is in Resistance. Oh, he absolutely um, could. Yeah. yeah, I never even thought about that, but hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think let yeah let sleeping Vader's lie. Right. It, it, those Vader storylines that take place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope are exceptionally strong and excel because I think the character is brought to a state of most of, of his most heightened drama is kind of in that moment, right? That's kind of yeah. after he's fallen completely, he's, he's, uh, uh, he's uh, missing and Padme and resentful of the Emperor. There's just all this built up anger and emotion that I think people love to explore. But nonetheless, yeah. I think we've seen every iteration of that, and I think that it would be, be dull at this point to go back into that storyline and do that all over again. Um, but but I think an Afra movie, uh, movie trilogy could be the answer. I mean, like we discussed it on text. We were like, hey, yeah. where is Afra? I mean, she's a great, powerful uh, female character. Uh, uh, there's inclusion. Uh, she's Asian in my mind. She's Asian, and um, uh, she's like an Indiana Jones, like a dark Indiana Jones, inverted yeah. Indiana she's Jones of the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. So yeah, cool. yeah. was that? I mean, that that in and of itself, like that's a that's your like elevator pitch for someone in Hollywood. Be like, imagine like evil Indiana Jones, like that would get you a movie deal, like right yeah. there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and like after we see the numbers for Captain Marvel, I think this is a bit, this is the move Disney should think about. Honestly, I mean, out of all the characters, I think Afra has huge appeal. Uh, we've already staked out how they could do a trilogy, but of course they'll have their you know, writers and things like that uh, create it in a, in a wonderful way as well. But um, totally, I would love that trilogy. And I love Vader to have, a you know, uh, be commonplace in that story. Just kind of constantly be someone she has yeah. to. to really yeah, cool. they use her. They use him so well in that comic of her, mm-hmm. especially in the first third of the series so far yeah. of her just having to report back to him and kind of yeah. her being under his thumb. Um, but again, used very sparingly, a lot of like hollow messages between the two of them. And, and then he only shows up when things are, are really going bad when they yeah. you know what's hitting the fan and i think that's a great way to use vader yeah god that series is so good she's yeah. just constantly like out of the fry pan into the fire and like she's yeah. and now she has so many antagonists like she doesn't even like her protagonists or antagonists with like her imperial yes. you know girlfriend and all that and yeah yeah well cool. yeah plus we can bring in like evil r2d2 and evil c3po <laughs> right we can yeah. canonize in the film Santa Staros, right? Because she's been yes. in, the, in those. Like we, oh, yeah. it would be it'd be so much goodwill to all the EU nerds like me out there to do that. Yeah, not that, not that not that I need goodwill because they're doing such a great job. But you know what I mean? Like it'd be a nice reward. I don't know. Reward sounds right crappy too. I'm gonna stop talking. Hey, to you this. know what, Adam? You deserve it. You I do. I'm working really hard on these comics that I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, with Captain Marvel being the first kind of a uh, female standalone superhero film, I mean, this could be the the next extension of that, which is like the female-led Guardians of the Galaxy. Like instead of uh, yeah. uh, Peter Quill, you know, you have Doctor Afra at the center yep. and the heart of the family that uh, is built around her. It's kind of an interesting yeah. idea. Uh, if anyone was listening, um, anyways, uh, just to to cap that off, and I don't know if we spent too much time in this, but to sure. know. Um, cause you guys know directors a lot better than I do. Do you have, would you have uh, dream directors for Dr. Afra? Oh, geez. Uh, Lawrence Kasdan. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like, because like, it's funny, I don't want to like crib off of, of Grant, um, but like the the idea of a, a, like a bright, poppy, funny kind of tongue in cheek movie makes me think of like Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok. So we got like to you, uh, um, like, uh, why is my name? My mind's blanking Taika on what your name. Taika. Taika yep. Waititi. And um, I give up. Uh, <laughs> who directed the first two Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, uh, James Gunn. But he's he's kind of off Disney's list. because He's off Disney's list. But he's the, but but uh, DC scooped him up. So Disney might come and re-scoop him. No. A re-scoop. Classic a re-scoop. Hollywood. Classic Hollywood. Classic Hollywood move. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, really, I don't really have an answer for that. It's tough. Taika Waititi seems like a, a great answer to that. Yeah, he would be. But then my question is, probably we should have at least one of the trilogy directors be female, right? Considering. Yeah. But we did hear that Kathleen Kennedy met with Reed Morano at one of the uh, oh. Sundance Film Festivals or something. One of the festivals. And uh, I would... I would love to see that kind of artsy take on it, a kind of like really beautifully shot take on Dr. Afra. Doesn't it can there can be hijinks and jokes constantly, but um, and funny yeah. scenarios, but it's I really want it to be pretty first and foremost, you know. That's kind of my big Well, demand. I think you could also do like I didn't connect too much with a wrinkle in time, the movie, but it was beautifully shot. So maybe like Ava DuVernay. Oh yeah. She um, yeah. That. Of course yeah, that movie wasn't meant for me. I'm not eight years old. Right. That, yeah, yeah. that movie seems great for kids, but it's just a very much a kid's movie. Right. Right. Speaking of Adam reading eight-year-old content. <laughs> oh, we're going to get Eight there. Eight to twelve, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get there. Um, great. Uh, so we'll go uh, back to Grex. And that's it for headlines. Now for Holonet Rumors. Great. So, uh, Fallen at Rumors is kind of scant this week, but um, we have something from Fallen Order. And I think, Ben, I think you 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 came upon something uh, pertaining to Episode 9. Yeah. But uh, let's just jump to the Fallen Order thing quick because it's just a, it's a simple thing. I don't think uh, I, all of us know much about this character, but uh, it's this is just simply a rumor that Barris Ophi, Jedi, Jedi Master or Jedi Knight Barris Ophi, will be featured in the game Fallen Order. And... Uh, uh, I think that what I read about it was that she was going to be on the side of the Inquisitors. Mm. Wow. That's interesting. So was she going to be an Inquisitor herself? or Poss- Possibly. I think so. We have, we've met all the Inquisitors in the, uh, in the Vader comic, right? Right. I think, I think so. so. At least yeah, we've possibly. seen them. There's a lot of helmets. and A lot of brothers and sisters. We've, we've, we've met a lot yeah. of brothers a lot of sisters. Yeah, I think there was like 14 of them to start, right? There's yeah. like seventh sister and seventh brother. or Oh, no, they just call each other brother and sister, and I think there was like nine of them. Yeah, um, yeah, sounds right. See, see, I'm thinking this is misreported, and I'm thinking that maybe if this kid survives, uh, oh, obviously he'll survive Order 66, but then maybe he needs to find a new master after that moment, and then yeah. she's she's probably that character, right? It's like, well, I guess they said Ceres was his master, but then... I don't think Barris Ophi's going to be an Inquisitor per se. I think she was, she was kind of a conflicted character in the Clone Wars in that she thought that the Jedi had fallen from the, the their old ways and that they had embraced that the dark side has, had corrupted them and and she was very wary of the dark side. I believe so. Was she wary of the dark side because who she she committed essentially a terrorist attack on the, yeah. on the temple? But I'm trying. 
oh gosh, it's been so long since I've watched this. This is where me I, too. Yeah, me too. And it's fuzzy for me. Handy with that stuff. But they I, I'm now realizing they covered so much ground in the six seasons of uh Clone Wars. Like they yeah, did yeah. so many cool things that it's sort of tough to keep it all um there. But yeah. I know it was a terrorist attack. I don't think it was connected specifically to Dooku or or you know Sidious or Tyrannus specifically. Right. But um but yeah, yeah. So a complicated character. But so, I mean, she's sort of the dark shadow of Ahsoka, right? Ahsoka, she left for the right reason. And I don't know, maybe Barrett's. No, I think you're right about that. You're, you're yeah, right. She was for confused. the right reason, too, but used the wrong technique. Yeah. But maybe that's the way to Ahsoka, right? Because we've talked about the possibility of Ahsoka popping up in this game. Like, that yeah. would be amazing if that's like the whole point of this game is for going from like master to master, right? Like, just seeking yeah. out like, like a Luke Skywalker story that we yeah. can play through. And it'd be amazing if. She does encounter Barris as a as an inquisitor who then at some point she's able to kind of pull back to the light side, you know, very much like a Darth Vader dying and in her dying breath or moment is like seek out Ahsoka or something like that. Right. Because they oh, had a connection. Cool. Yeah, that's fun. I like I like the idea of her being an inquisitor. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just dark and annoyed this morning, but I kind yeah. of <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a it's a it, why not do it with that character? It's not like a beloved character that people are going to be angry at. I don't think, but it's the internet, so someone will be angry about it. But like, but it's kind of unknown. People will at least recognize her and be like, "That's interesting," you know. And then yeah. it connects back in and another nice layer of com- complexity to the game. It's, I think it's great. It's a great character to to call upon. Yeah. Um, so another, yeah, another rumor. Should I get into the, the Reddit rumors? Let's do it. Do it. I'm trolling, um, Reddit now and I have a new username just for this and I am a poor world killer. That's uh, with an AH. I picked like the most like eight year old name I could come up with because like, I'm usually talking to eight year olds uh, about, um, the, uh, Star Wars Battlefront two. And you know what? The name's working. I get nice. people treat me a lot nicer on there because of my stupid name. Um, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so hey, use you core world killer if you want to, you know, say some terrible racist shit to me. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> there is yeah, so there was this poor kid on there um, whose brother-in-law gave him his quote-unquote rap gift, which we know that um, it hasn't we, it hasn't officially wrapped yet. But allegedly, this brother-in-law was on the first team video. Which is that's you know these are your your top line guys that are are shooting the movie. There's usually second units um, doing other things too. But and um, you know who knows what he was doing. But he was given this satin jacket that had you know this the the movie on it, and then um, was given two vials, uh, two glass like jar vial things with like cork stoppers in them, and wanted sand and wanted beans. And of course the people in the stand were like, "Wow, that's cool. Hey, can you tell us about those you know vials you got there?" And he was like, "Oh yeah." Um, the first one, it's uh, sand from a sacred place um, from a familiar planet. Uh, can't tell you any more than that because then the, because of the NDA, he actually said, which is cute. Um, and then he was like, and the beans were uh, from a new bad guy called uh, the Jedi Eaters. <laughs> so uh, take that what you take with that what you will. Um, but um, this kid, I. I insinuated he may want to take that down because that's I, I think that does violate a couple ndas and i would feel really bad if his poor you know brother-in-law got you know blackballed from working on star wars films because it's but um that's usually right. what it goes um those they, the lawyers don't mess around with ndas um but he did take down the post and he and he deleted his uh 
he deleted his user account too. So yes. and if the history has taught us anything, that's enough. He'll they'll never figure <laughs> out who it is. Yeah, he was he also he wrote it as episode eleven instead of nine because he didn't know like the Roman numerals. And then people, yeah. so of course, you know, half the posts were terrible. Um, to make to be fair, I did that on an Instagram post, and Grant made fun of me. My own co-host <laughs> made fun of me on our news. Uh, how far we fall, and gentlemen. It's all right. Um, and then, um, but yeah, so he did that, and he's like, he's like, oh, I can't change it because I already posted it. And it's like, if you know, you know, anything about Reddit, you can totally go back and change that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's what led me to believe he was probably a younger dude, and um. Obviously, uh, he doesn't really know what an NDA is. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's a thing. What do you guys um, a sand sand from a familiar planet um, a sacred place? What do you guys think about that? I mean, uh, yeah, cool. It's cool. Uh, no, I, I think guesses uh, what that planet might be. I mean, rhyme. With I don't know. Actions. No idea. It seems really hard to to place that one. I, I you know. We had talked off air a little bit about it probably being Tatooine. It makes sense it's Tatooine, right? We're at the end of the Skywalker saga. So much of the Skywalker saga yeah. takes place on Tatooine. Um, I think there's an off chance that it could be Jedi. You know, Jedi? Mm-hmm. Jedi. Uh-huh. Jedi. Yeah. I can't say that name for some reason. Um, anyway, but yeah, what do you guys think? I think the sand is, it's got to be from the Jordan location, right? I mean, when they were shooting in Jordan, I imagine the sand's from there. And then we know that Jordan is exceptionally rocky craggy there's cliffs there's things like that uh tatooine has lots of that sort of uh landscape and, and uh uh I, I wouldn't put it past jj uh to not go back to tatooine i feel like he yeah. he is going to go back to tatooine huh. uh, at least at least maybe in like the kind of one of the last shot yeah. scenes of the film maybe like just just kind of twin sons or something but but ray this time standing before the twin sons or, or uh, Kylo, maybe? Or Kylo, yeah. Okay. Trying to find, you know. Oh, I was guys. Like, <laughs> wow. No, twin graves. She's standing. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's standing watching two graves with a twin son. Like, that's the end of the thing. It's like Luke's grave and Kylo's grave. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's she, observed, she observed their legacy. She knows. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. that right next to you. Wait, because Shmi uh, Skywalker's buried there, too, right? Yep. And so is, well, actually, we don't know. I don't think he ever buried um, Owen and Lars, right? No, I don't no. think so. Just left those bodies to, to Cinder, yeah, he I just guess. just abandoned. He abandoned that homestead faster than... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. The one seed in Star Wars that gave you nightmares as a kid. Nightmares as a kid. Yeah. Burning human it. husks. <laughs> so, all right. So, Sand. So, we've, we've been over this before. It's either Jakku, yeah. Tatooine, Jedha... Uh, Genosis. Uh, I mean, like, I'm just naming all the sandy planets. Right, I can yeah. think of. Um, let's just take bets right now what planet we think it is. <laughs> Aren't we all just going to say Tatooine? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, yeah. all right. Adam, Ga- Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think good money go. is Tatooine, but um, I'd like to see Jedha. I'm going, I'm going Jakku. All right. Um, <laughs> I, think that's, I, think, I think that's fair. I think, yeah, I think that's probably solid. Also, I don't think it's beyond reason that we may get both yeah, yeah me too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Jedha was in pretty bad shape in during the Star Wars. Or was it a yeah, it was a Star Wars comic. Yeah. They yeah. they were back there and it was like it was like literally cracked in half like an egg. So yeah. Uh, yeah, not much going on there. But um I don't know, but it fits the sort of craggy rocky thing. Yeah. Uh, is Jordan. So there's that. And then yeah, um Jedi Eater, um, whatever that that could be. 
But um, I don't know. That'd be a pretty big spoiler if that was a thing. But it sounds like that sounds like a more of a mystical, mythological uh, weapon than just like a mm-hmm. true, you know, super weapon. Yeah, I had a thought about that, which could just be kind of possible confirmation that the Knights of Ren are a thing, and that's yeah. just kind of what they've nicknamed themselves, right? The 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 Jedi Eater. But like to me, what I think is more telling about whether or not that's a thing or a mystical being. If that's referring to something that's occurring in episode nine, doesn't that then somewhat confirm that there are going to be multiple Jedi? Jedi yeah. In uh, sure. in episode nine, to me, that's more almost a spoiler in a way that like, yeah, yeah. right. Or right. unless it's some mystical being that's been around for you know thousands of years, and then hmm. it doesn't matter. But I don't know. I mean, that'd be truly scary. I mean, especially if it's like young like Jedi initiates just getting like eaten. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, that that would actually make the First Order like legit scary. Yeah, of Ren, which it's scary, which I think they need to do at some in some way. It's also like you know, if they're inducting all these people to be stormtroopers, I'm sure they've met a few people who are force sensitive. Do they do they do something special with those people? Like, do they yeah. feed them to the Jedi Eater? Like, you know, I don't know what I'm just speculating wildly here, but I just yeah, yeah. stuff so like that. Well, you guys have made me feel better about it because that makes it sort of more. Uh, there's a lot more possibilities there, and so mm. I'm sure. And the way. My brain works as in like three months. I'm going to forget we even had this conversation. Agreed, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So those uh, were spoilers. Well, I would or, love. I would love Ray's uh, training to continue, and and maybe she there's a trial where she has to fight a monster that's labeled the Jedi Eater or something. You know, something yeah. like that. And that would and be the awesome. beans are from mm. its layer or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, it's. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be more in the line of the mythological. You know more to like what you we were talking about earlier in this episode right, right? right i think you know that's why star wars is cool it's modern myth and we've said that yeah. before but i think that's why i like it so much is like it's yeah. logical and fun and like in outlandish and stylized and um and just yeah kind of great so yeah this so sounds, sounds while good we're on the tight while we're on the uh the discussion point of episode mm-hmm. nine let's jump into our uh our, our next uh kind of title guessing segment um right right Gre- grex will take it away and now for episode nine, title roundup. Cool. Uh, so, who wants to go first here? Uh, I'll go since I didn't do my homework, teacher. Um, <laughs> Adam, <laughs> we are we are all supposed to. Well, behind the scenes, we had talked about this via text for the last few days, uh, and then my dog ate my homework, and I didn't do it. Um, but uh, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, uh, first, I could just go with Futurama's guess for uh, episode nine. There was an episode of Futurama where they go past a billboard for Star Wars uh, nine, and it's uh, Yoda's bar mitzvah. So I'm going to go with Yoda's bar mitzvah. Um, uh, so uh, the other thing is, I did go through um, while while we were talking. I'm such I'm guys, I'm a teacher and I was just trying to do my homework in class and seeing if you guys would notice. Uh, I did. I did go through the uh, crawls for episode seven and eight, but I know you guys did that more. So I don't want to say anything because I would feel bad if I stole one of yours by cheating, you know, by just working. So I'll leave those alone. I'll come back and let you know if that's what I found or if you guys don't mention I have an idea. Uh, So I'm going to fall back on on kind of my old answer, which to be honest, I, I, I still am kind of sold on which is a new order i you know that one i think is it kind of does show (laughs) close it does not spoil anything because we're talking about order meaning jedi uh, jedi order are we talking about the first order i like that because it's kind of vague um i don't think it's going to be that because i think that's kind of been a popular one for a while so i think they're going to go somewhere else 
But I'm also going to play my Avengers Endgame card, which is currently we're in a year of of uh, directors actually naming the movie exactly what fans want think it's going to be, but denying <laughs> that that's going to be that. So that's what I think. That's why I'm going with the New Order. Uh, how about you guys? I like that one. And just to sort of, I probably should have said this earlier, but we're getting close to when they're actually going to announce this. So this will be the last time we pontificate about what the name of the thing is. We're going to have to stick to our guns on these guesses and um, I don't know. Our final answers. Right. And laugh at ourselves when we're inevitably wrong. Yeah. Um, do you want to go next, Grant, or do you want to uh, finish it out? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Why not? Um, so I put decent amount of thought into this. Uh, Unlike obviously, some- obviously, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> <And> then- <laughs> to quote Emma Stone, I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I my initial title thoughts for a title would be uh, uh, was a new alliance. That was kind of my first mm-hmm. thought when, especially after the, the throne room fight with Ray and Kylo, and kind of the idea that they 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 may be able to become a team at the very end, but probably not. Um, but now I'm changing it. I think uh, I think it's either going to be a rebellion reborn mm-hmm. or. Uh, <sighs> Uh, this is kind of this is the out there. The out there one is Reign of the Dark Side. That's the out there. One. Wow, nice. Yeah, uh, I like Rain. I like having Rain in there. I think there's something okay. to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty and cool. Then, and there's also this idea that they might use the word knight, like Jedi knights, like the like to restore mm. the Jedi order. Use a word like knight because that's such a valiant word, and I feel like the Jedi need to be uh, reborn in, with grace. You know, and I, there's there's they kind of need to come back into the fold. It, it, in a way that makes them look pure and of the light side, and they don't have to live with this reputation again. You know what I mean? That the, the Luke speaks about in the Last Jedi, and that we all know to be true after the events of the prequels, things like that. Yeah, that's a that's a good guess there. I um I also put like I was stuck in an airport for five hours, so I decided to uh, put some work in on this thing, and I went through all the crawls to see like because I don't know people were like, oh, it's going to be from a crawl, it's going to be from a crawl, but then I looked and it's like. No, there's only been one movie that was taken from a crawl, and it was episode eight. And that's that's the yeah. first time that's ever happened. Which yeah. is, you know, Ryan Johnson sort of trying to, I feel like, trying to just guard himself or something. But, um, yeah, so then I was like, all right, maybe that's not going to be it. And I went through, and there was nothing really there that was that stuck, out, that stuck out as anything that could be a possibility. So I just, like, I wrote down all the words that I thought would be, like, trigger words that would kind of work. And I was like... Hope, war, rebellion, return, knights, freedom, Jedi order, Ren, Sith. Like I just wrote mm-hmm. like all these things and just was like sort of tried to ruminate on it. And um actually Did I, you do this? Did you do this with a Sharpie on glass in the in the uh in the airport? I actually it was, beautiful mind moment in the middle of the airport. <laughs> it was uh it was uh, a lot of um notes, post-it notes and string. Uh nice. actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on you know, on the carpet. <laughs> but uh Pepe, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> yeah um but yeah so I, I don't know i came up with one one was return of the rebellion which is pretty close to what you said um grant and then yeah i was like i don't know the knights of ren is one we i think um oh i think we talked uh on text about this but um that that's the the, the latest thing i've heard is um it being called the knights of ren which would be i do i do think the knights of ren are going to be a, a major point of this movie like this it's, movie. i agree it's just like because I, I was watching an interview with Ryan Johnson. I mean, I hate to cut you off, Ben. But I was watching an interview with Ryan Johnson. He was asked about the Knights of Ren, and 
he just want he was so tight lipped about it. Like there's yeah. more come on them and it's going to be a big deal. And it's going to be this, this ninth film is going to showcase Knights of Ren in like a major way. It makes so much sense to do that. And it would be so fun to just go dark in this last chapter. And because they need to sort of go to right to the brink, right. If this is going to be a really triumphant victory. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that's a legit guess. Um, but that's not what I went with. Uh, I had guardians of peace and justice, but like, it's can't really, it can't be like the good guys win. Like it just can't say that in the thing. Right. One, actually one, um, one quote from uh, the movies that I, I thought might be, it was uh, heroes on both sides, mm, mm. which sort of is like a political sort of, I don't know. I mean, cop out. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a minefield. <laughs> say. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's, that's not going to be it. So anyways, I, I don't know. After all of it, I, I decided on um, echoes from the past. Wow. Well, like just be sort I of like, like yeah um but i thought of like because I, th- I really think it's going to be dark it's going to have you know the knights of ren in it but i like we talked we've talked a lot about how um they've got to sort of they've got to backfill some of this information about yeah. snow and kylo ren and the knights of ren and stuff so it's like and you know we're, we've heard about i mean the sacred place and this new like holonet rumor we heard and yeah. you know i think it's going to be sort of I don't know. We have the sacred Jedi sacred texts. Yeah. All this stuff from the past. So, um, and I'm a big Pink Floyd fan and echoes is my favorite song. So nice. Uh, there you go. Echoes. So yeah, echoes from the past. I'm going to do exactly what I told my students never to do. So I get in this whole spiel about taking tests. And one of the things when you take a test and you may remember this from any test prep is that if you have an answer, don't change that answer unless you can justify specifically why you're changing an answer, right? Like your first guess is usually your best. Like just stick right. with it unless you unless something pops in your head and you know why it's the wrong answer. Right. So I'm going to change my answer because what I had looked at when I looked at the crawls, and this is based on five minutes of research while I was talking, <laughs> is Ashes of the Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to pull it directly from the Force Awakens crawl, which I think would be hilarious if it was because it's it's JJ stealing from himself. And it's also the same <laughs> sentence in which the last Jedi appears in that crawl. So it'd be kind of amazing if it was so, but that also feels like the new mm. Disney trilogy in some way, right? That it's very focused in on itself in some ways. So that's, I just don't, I like a new hope. I just don't think it's going to be that. So I'm going to kind of do outside get outside guest ashes of the empire. Okay. Well, I like the new order. I think that's, I thought that, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty right. solid guess, too. All right. But I like, I like, the, nope. I like both. They're both. Nope. I'm going back to a new, a new, uh, all right. All right. All right. Definitively, this is for us to, look back, yeah. for us to look back on. <laughs> do your number one and then do your number two. And we'll just go around real quick. So, Adam, go. Your, your, uh, number one is a new hope. No, I'm going to stick with oh. a new hope as, as, uh, number one. You mean a new order, right? A, a, new, order. a new order. God, Bad guess. no, they're just going to call it a new hope again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A new order. I'm tired. Okay. You're a new order, and then you're um, Ashes of the Empire? Yeah, it will be my number two. Okay, cool. Um, I'll go. I'm going to change mine. So mine is, mine first one is A Rebellion Reborn. Uh, my my second one is Rise of the Skywalkers. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. I, like I think that Jedi, they might change the name of Jedis to Skywalkers, because it would yeah. be a nice oh. new way to take the lore. You know what I mean? It, it, it'd just be nice to take it in a different direction and honor yeah. the yeah, you've said that before. That's a cool idea, man. I like it. Um, right. yeah, the, my first would be Echoes from the Past, and my second would be uh, The Knights of Ren, which is I didn't create, but I do like that one a lot. All right, great. We've got a good list here. Cool. Now for Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. All right. 
All right. Thanks, Grex. Um, so we, I posted on Instagram. We're a little backed up because we had we had the holidays. So we have uh, four comics to talk about today. Um, so we won't spend a ton of time on each of them. Um, but uh, a couple, two came out last week. Two came out yesterday. Um, I'm actually going to cover them a little bit of different than release order, just because two of the age of comics came out, one last week and one this week, and I think it'd be better to talk about them together. Um, so I'll talk about the ongoing series first, and um, I don't know, you guys jump in if you've read either of these, but uh, last week was um, Han Solo Imperial Cadet number three, uh, training course number three, and that's by uh, Thompson, Kirk, and Prianto. Um, and then I also want to give a shout out to, uh, uh, David Nakayama, um, who, uh, gracefully thanked us, uh, for, thanked us for buying and talking about, uh, the comic and he's the, uh, he did the cover art of it, which is really awesome. If the cover, if you look at the cover, it looks a lot like it's got a Canto bite feel to it. It's, it's uh, Han at a star Wars version of a crap table throwing, uh, dice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. With a Bith standing behind him and some of the other yeah. cadets. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, so I'm actually really, I kind of would just, I was buying these comics, these, the, the Imperial cadet and, and enjoying them and not really thinking about them too much. And it's kind of slowly crept up into one of my favorite ongoing series currently, um, uh, because it's doing a really good job of, of kind of painting in some of the history post or, or post, uh, the beginning of solo to when we meet Han again. Um, and the general idea of this issue was that, um, Han pulls a Han move, um, and tries to get, uh, the, um, uh, his, his, uh, his crew on a, on leave. And so he kind of lies and steals and gets his crew on leave to a casino or a pleasure craft, um, <laughs> and runs into an authorian from his past. Um, and the whole point is he's just trying to find out if Kira is still alive and uh, all he, all he wants from this whole thing. And he, and he's trying to, you know, help his crew, get his crew out of fun. But his whole goal underneath it is just basically to get that one question answered. And it's really kind of a fun romp. And then when you realize this, it's actually very touching. That's all he wanted was one answer, which is yes or yes or no. Is she alive? Um, Which is nice. So, and then we also get a a bit of a cliffhanger at the end that it seems to imply that they're actually going to have some live combat as cadets in the next issue. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Man. have either of you been reading the Imperial cadet? Not yet. Uh, I'm actually just looking through it right now. Uh, it looks like they yeah. mentioned that the, the, the cruiser that they go on to is owned by black sun. So that's yes. cool. Oh. Yep. And, and black sun gets another drop in the Django comic too, which is interesting that to see all yeah. black sun coming back. Oh, yeah. Wow. We actually do get in that Imperial cadet. We do get a look at the black sun, um, kind of what their what their enforcers look like so oh right yeah, that's right the shock trooper yeah kind of guy. Yeah, yeah right towards the end describe that for us uh probably kind not round rounded sleek sci-fi armor the kind of with, with like almost um, like shock staffs or yeah like, yeah because uh, they pop up they pop up in the clone wars yeah i sort of forget what it was i know the pike ticket was in the they, clone wars but, they look similar to Tampozla in a bit. They're almost like a, a halfway between Tampozla and um, Guavian Death Guards. Guavian yeah, Death Guards. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and the robot from Lost in Space. Oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> wow. So, so does that help everyone? Everyone out there yeah. picturing exactly what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Go uh, out by the comic and check it out. Yeah, I feel like they're going to be 
Well, I think we're going to deal a lot with um, crime syndicates and future stuff when once we're like post Skywalkers. So mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be kind of cool. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's there's kind of finite gangs in the in the galaxy, and we've heard yeah. from some of them: Crimson Sun and Pike Syndicate, and um, the Huts, and and now Black Sun confirmed. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and uh, the yeah. Gojira. We know the the Droid Syndicate, which is like the what is that, that one's here uh that uh, it's like yeah, go, I, gojira dead go the godra the godra the droid godra yeah right. yes gotcha. i want more of that i'll do godra. Personally, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah uh and then this week we had star wars number 59 that's this the escape part four by um uh gillen unzueta and our favorite guru efx <laughs> oh yeah um Lower Gillen case. actually on a side note Gillen uh just announced that um he's leaving Star Wars um actually he's leaving all of the the Star Wars side completely um I think after the end of the next run so I think like around issue 67 he's he's done and someone else is going to take his place and he's been he's been star, tar, part of the Star Wars reboot for a while he wrote on the Darth Vader the first Darth Vader series uh and then uh, broke off and started Dr. Afro and wrote on that and then moved on to uh, the Star Wars main title. So he's been part of the family for a long time. Yeah, good run. Uh, yeah, he did some good good work. And, and I'm really enjoying this series, this this uh, part of the, the run. Um, they're still on that isolationist moon of, of uh, Huben. Um, Leia is uh, plotting really dark revenge against uh, Queen Trios. Um, that's the one who basically locked all the hangar bay doors. Yeah, right. And the Hope dies. Arc or, or, yeah, and Hope uh, I just uh, I just actually read that um comic because I'm on the uh, Marvel Unlimited, and so oh, that's that right. just that's came out, and I was just yeah. like, "Am I going to read this?" Because like I'm already annoyed because like it, it stopped. It what, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, but like, how you feel about it, Adam? So I'm already like, yeah. Uh, um, but I, I, this is really good and I'm actually enjoying it actually what this and the next series is setting up makes me retroactively really enjoy the hope dies because they're playing off of that quite a bit. And Leia is basically debating whether or not to destroy her home world. Um, with oh, Trios's home world. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I can't wait till they get, cause they're going to have to start playing with the, her home world was destroyed. Um, mm-hmm you know, what does that mean? Is that ever an okay thing to do? You know what I mean? So it's going to be really interesting, I think. So that's just setting up a bit in the background. Um, we get a Han Solo quick draw contest, uh, a la um, Solo. Cool. Uh, in fact, the cover looks just like out of Solo. It's it's Han trying about to draw his blaster. Um, and then Scar, Scar Squadron shows back up. Those are the stormtroopers oh. that are kind of with yeah. unique armor kind of developed to hunt uh, Jedi or Luke in particular. Uh, and we're promised a lightsaber duel at the end. Oh. Well, and it looks are. like the cover is going to have a lightsaber duel. And if there's not a lightsaber duel in that freaking issue, I'm done. Because <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, that series is like getting real annoying with me with uh, just saying this is what's in this issue and that's yeah. not in the issue. But but I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> they should fight the next. The yeah, next, I think that, so. that cover looks pretty awesome. It does. Yeah. Luke facing off against the, the leader of Scar Squadron. Yeah, there's a green lightsaber for some reason. Did he steal that off a of Jedi? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's so. in the they talk about it. I can't remember where it came from, but he's had that green one for mm. for a while. Um, it's 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 in there. It's talked about. I just my brain doesn't. Cool. It's like a sieve. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, 
And then we got the two Age of Republic. Last week was um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and this week was Django Fett, um, both mm-hmm. written by Jody Hauser. Uh, yep. Kenobi was was drawn and illustrated and penned by Smith, Santos, and Wong, and Django Fett by uh, Ross Tartaglia and Lanham. So yep. um, I know we all read the Obi-Wan, so let's talk more about that. I know... Uh, ben, you still need to catch up on the Django Fett, so we'll leave um, you know most of that for next week because I think there's a lot going on in these series, and it's worth kind of all of us delving diving into a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Obi Wan, um, it's it's good. It's it's basically a reflection on being a teacher uh, in a lot of ways, and there's a bit of a mission involved with it, but a lot of it is is focusing in on um, Obi Wan and Anakin's relationship at the early days of of the of the master and apprentice part uh thoughts guys uh i I really liked that this uh comic was able to kind of flip the script on what we know in attack of the clones and and revenge of the sith in that it's not only anakin that feels like a a disappointment it's obi-wan thinks he's he he thinks that anakin is disappointed that he ended up with him as a teacher and i think that's like a really interesting uh concept to think about and uh i loved comparing this story actually to uh, the last Jedi and kind of Luke's state and, and what's going on there mm. in terms of uh, teaching teaching uh, Ray and and having taught Kylo and that that uh, failure and that experience and things like that and so it was just a great issue to kind of uh, percolate all those ideas and think about that kind of stuff so I, I love yeah that. yeah and that final kind of last page um, second to last page where uh, Obi Wan's kind of telling Anakin why he's been struggling right and he says and he asks a question basically and if i couldn't help save a great master how could i save a padawan and the heartbreaking line by anakin that will save each other oh i almost cried i almost cried again from another comic but like yeah yeah. and then i know you had an observation right you had a thought well again with these things it's like the last panel of all these like granted like yes issues themselves are love letters but they do these really great behind the scenes synopsis on the last page of the comic Mm-hmm. Um, they were going through and they talked, uh, first of all, the line hello there is like all through this, which is like, I yes. never really thought of that as an iconic, um, Obi-Wan line, but it really is. Um, oh, it's yeah. the emotes in Battlefront 2 too. Right. Well, cause Alec Guinness says it's Alec Guinness's first yeah. line. It's his yeah. first yeah. line. Is, yeah. Hello there. So they talk about that and how iconic it was and, and how, but they talk about the creation of the character and the, the, the tidbit that I didn't know is George Lucas wanted, uh, Tashiro Mifune to be oh, he was his first yeah, choice. Tashiro Mifune. Tashiro Mifune. Yeah. yeah. Um and Mifune uh turned it down. I mean he, he was the biggest actor and one of the biggest actors in Japan at the time. Yeah. So, sort of makes sense he was just like uh no thanks and even Alec Guinness was sort of suspect about this weird, you know, space movie. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought that was really to think of Obi-Wan Kenobi in that in that light or um how Mufuni would have would have handled that character. I mean, then it would have been like a literal connection to Akira Kurosawa. And I mean, right. Mufuni's in like every movie Kurosawa made or most of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, so that was that was an interesting connection. I just didn't know. But um, yeah, other than that, um, Obi Wan has a sick mullet in this, and um, yeah. <laughs> there's some great things. And you know, if you need yourself some more mullet Obi Wan, you get a bunch yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. As we say, well, <laughs> mullet Obi Wan is, <laughs> is the best Obi Wan. Yeah, <laughs> t-shirts coming soon yeah. um, but no, I'll, I'll echo ben like we we talked about it a bit i can't remember if we did it on air or off but you know i'm guilty of skipping the the 
last page of comics quite a bit, and I really have to get better at reading the the author's thing. But these you can't skip these. You have to. They're short, but they're just they give you so much depth and detail and things that each one I read it it tells me something I wasn't aware of before. And I and I consider myself a pretty deep Star Wars fan, obviously. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like at this in this day and age, like we I mean, we all try and drink up as much information. There's still there's always new nuggets and at least so far in the first four episodes, or whatever I've read. So um yeah. yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh and then Django Fett we'll talk about next week in more detail. But what I think is interesting is Hauser's doing a good job of of actually tying the two the hero and villain story together right because we had qui-gon and uh darth maul and that was about what is the force and what is the relationship with the force mm. and the Django fett one is all about teach master and apprentice it's all about exactly, Django's yeah. relationship with boba and i just as we were talking i'm like oh, oh it's like she's a professional author and knows that there are themes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i feel dumb but it's really fun and and it's a good look at kind of that relationship um and we'll talk a little more about that next week i think Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit, Ben. All right, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I think I'm going to jump on the uh, the Han Solo series, too, because that sounds really fun as well. I'm, en- I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I just watched Solo again on the plane uh, yesterday the, um, on, on your recommendation, Adam. And yes, it was awesome. And every time I watch yes. that movie, I like it more. I love the soundtrack more. I just it's just yeah. so so great. I think is it on Netflix now? I think it's streaming yeah, on Netflix. It Actually, it just, yeah, just, just started today. Um, streaming on Netflix, so you can yeah. see. It there. Um, Every time I watch that movie, there's this new moment that makes me laugh out loud that hadn't before. Yes. And then the last time I watched it, it's when uh, when Lando says, "Mining colonies are the worst." I died laughing. <laughs> yeah. I just can't believe that line was in the movie. Slip by. Like, yeah. It, it just <laughs> slips right back. Yeah. And he, he ends up owning a, a mining colony. <laughs> To yeah. bond, that's mine. Um, yeah, that's ironic. Just, yeah. you know, everything is entirely intentional in that movie. There's like, yeah, which is kind of great. I saw this time I saw they were loading or they were lifting off um, prefab shield generators for Star Destroyers in the background of huh. the uh, um, of the, the scene, the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was really like, there's just so much depth. I tried to just look at um, Karelia and sort of get a feel of all that. And it's just, it's so, they just, the sets were so good. It was so, you just like hear all the clicks on the, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the Millennium Falcon set is amazing. It's just so great. Like you hear all the clicks on it, all the, like the buttons, presses, and Mm -hmm. consistency between um, L337. And then when it's, you know, all of her noises and then like all the new noises from the Millennium Falcon because they sort of merge. And anyways, Mm -hmm. not to go down that road again, but um, yeah. Solo's great, so I would I'd love some more from that era with that uh, comic book. That sounds fun. Yes. Oh yeah, and more John Kasdan writing too, because I, I oh, really agree. Touchstone moments, is really yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I really hope they do more of those. That would be that'd be really fun. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Cool. So I know we talked about our new segment, and so I'm going to tease our new segment. Um, if that's all right, maybe we'll we'll do it next week. Um, but uh, our new segment is uh, that we talked about. Kind of, we want to cover novels a little more and talk more of what com- comes out and we've had our first novel drop uh of of the year and so we're going to cover that next week in our new segment reading rathtar <laughs> that's right great name i am great so excited name. about reading rathtar um, i miss novels there hasn't one been out in a minute um, no i love the i love the novels i'm just sort of caught up now and i'm like well all right um so i'm excited to uh yeah rathtar that's wriggling <laughs> Yes, <laughs> there you go. I love it. So, uh, 
<laughs> Maybe we'll have snarl. a theme song. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll um, bring a theme song. So that's yeah. happen. So I think next week, what I want to do um, as a you know teaser for for listeners. Um, so the book that came out was part of the kind of uh, I don't know if they're referred to as chapter books. I should ask my wife, but uh, she deals with with uh, children's literature uh, a little bit in her current job. But it's 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 middle school ages, eight eight to twelve year olds, and it's called um, it's a series, Flight of the Falcon, that deals with stories su- surrounding and revolving around the the Falcon um, and its history. Um, and they're fun reads. And this one's like I think it's like two hundred. It says it's two hundred forty pages, but those are like the kids' pages, so it's probably like seventy pages in an adult book. But it's um, it takes place at different time periods. Takes place right after Solo. Uh, it takes place. Um, I believe uh, after episode six and then after episode eight, there's a segment that takes place after episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, it is considered canon and it actually has a lot to do with what's going to happen at um, Galaxy's Edge. And it sets up the whole Flight of the Falcon game or, or a ride that's going to happen. Oh, um, wow. So a segment I'd like to do next week. Um, is talk a bit about this book and reading Rathtar, but I'd also talk, there's some some stuff dropping more and more about Galaxy's Edge, so um, it might be fun to spend 10 minutes and wrap up kind of like what's going on. We could cover the the ticket pricing stuff, but also um, why I don't give a flying you-know-what that they raise the ticket prices because <laughs> every news report comes out is like, it's it. still a bargain at $108 at the cheapest. I will still go happily. Um but there's still stuff and dropping this week, and I think probably by next week we'll have some more information. And there's been some, so I think you guys um, should at least watch some of the. If you haven't seen it already, they've had some more teasers for the rides mm-hmm. um, that look kind of amazing. And that second ride that's coming out um, looks like you may actually be going underneath a full sized AT AT walker and at at. What? Oh wow! I don't. Yeah, it seems to be like that. All the stuff that we thought might be CGI is actually all practical. Whoa, it's not a digitally rendered ATAT. No, it seems built. to be suggesting it's kind of like the great movie ride ride of uh, Star Wars. So uh, so you might want to yeah, you might want to keep an eye out for that. Um, I want to talk a bit about the interaction stuff that's going on and then how pirates price the new uh, new book things are. And if you guys have some time, it's like an hour of your time. I think it's actually worth reading the book. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll check it out. You get some probably a, probably a junior background. junior novel. Is that what the problem is? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not so, it's not like a, it's not like a little, little kids novel. It's yeah. probably like the same, the, it's the reading level of those watching Resistance, if that makes okay. sense. So, yeah, makes so sense. you won't feel like, you know, I read it on a plane and had to flap through the illustrations and felt a little self-conscious, but it, you know, when I was reading it, I didn't feel like, <laughs> like, I was yeah. like. Wait, there's pictures? <laughs> oh yeah, there's illustrations ever so often, so. I know I, you have to, go, I know you have to yeah. go, Adam, but um, yeah. I'm wondering, uh. Does the Falcon move at Galaxy's Edge, or is it just stationary? And then there's a digital, there's uh, digital screens that you're. you're I looking haven't at. heard anything yet about it, but my guess is Can't it's move. stationary. Um, it's my guess is it's stationary, and that I don't know if the line's going to bring you into it or what that is, but that thing's not moving. I think yeah, that yeah. is a yeah. yeah. So is there one stationary one outside that you can board and get off whenever you want, and then maybe it's a ticket, maybe it's a, a line to go into it. But uh, is there a ride that's that? Doesn't yeah. include that Falcon that it seems like you feel. Like yeah, that. I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, there's that it's kind of the centerpiece of that of Galaxy's Edge, is that I don't know how close you can get to it. I don't know if it's actually like it bet to me it better be like a like what they did with the Star Trek um at bridge from the Enterprise where they kind of moved it around the country, mm-hmm. go in and like mm-hmm. walk around the bridge of the Enterprise. And I'm hoping they'll have 
tours or at least you're able to walk through it but i just don't know that's really them keeping that mum a little bit but i'll i will definitely research to see if i just missed that that information before next week cool cool okay, yeah awesome um well yeah. great job everybody that was a really fun pod um we're psyched to be back um doing this live thanks for listening yes. to us two recorded pre-recorded recaps um last uh, the last two weeks but um we're back on it um with uh more good stuff so We'll uh, talk to you next week, and until then, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. Always. <laughs>